Hello and welcome to Screen Cleaning, the show that is all about shining a spotlight on entertainment. I'm Jeff Simpson. And I'm Cole Wessinger. And each and every week, we not only shine a spotlight on all things entertainment, but we focus only on the good things, right, Cole? We're not interested in the gossip, the tragedies. We just want to give give you some news that's going to brighten your day, that's going to give you some ideas of things that you can enjoy together with your families. Mostly, we just want an excuse to talk about movies with you for an hour <laughs> on the radio or the podcast or wherever you listen to screen cleaning. Today is part two of a part one that we did a couple weeks ago where we are journeying across the United States to talk about the iconic movies that represent each state in our wonderful country. And you'll definitely want to look up our podcast, Screen Cleaning Podcast. Just Google that to find part one of our 50 states review because we talk about the first half of this country and some of the movies that were made there, but really that are about that state, right? So Cole and I did not agree on all of them as, you know, is par the course. But today we're going to be tackling, as Cole said, the other half of the country. And uh, we do want to take a moment to thank our assistant producer, Avery Otzbach, who spent a lot of time compiling these lists for us to make sure that uh, we are talking about the most prominent movies from these states. And today we're going to go in a little more detail with these. And Cole, I'm super excited because last time on the show... I got to talk about my pick from my home state, which was California. And today you're going to get to talk about your home pick, which Pennsylvania is Pennsylvania. It takes place in the eastern United States. But we're going to start a little bit more north from that and move our way through the map, right? You can go alphabetically through the United States, but I've got a map in front of me. And so we're starting in the northeasternest part of our country and Maine. Maine. Hmm. Now, what author writes all of his stories to take place in Maine? Let's dive right into Who it, Who could it be? Stephen King, every, his, he has put Maine on the map as far as I am concerned. Every single story. I, I love a guy that just has a feel, right? Every one of his books, you can tell this is a Stephen King story. And so many of them have been adapted into movies. And they just all, they love the the New England area, but specifically they take place in Maine. My pick to start off is going to be It in the fictional town of Derry, Maine. Hmm. The, the, uh, the television series or the movie? You know what? I'm going to lean to the 1990 TV series. Good for you, Cole. The, the two more recent, It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, talk about things being split into two parts. They were all right, right? I enjoyed seeing things in a little bit higher budget, on the big screen, you know, things that I loved. But I loved them in the first place because of the 1990 TV series. Well, if I'm going to go with a Stephen King movie, it's definitely going to be The Shawshank Redemption. Because not only is that a fantastic book, it's a fantastic movie that if you were to look it up on IMDb, I'm sure it's still ranked number one as the greatest movie ever made. And uh, a movie that maybe wasn't as appreciated when it came out, but thanks to TNT and TBS and so many repeat viewings, people have seen it Dozens of times, and we all love the Shawshank Redemption, right? It's possible that it's second on IMDb to The Dark Knight, which mm. is the best movie ever filmed in Gotham. Yeah. Which, I don't know what state Gotham is. Probably not Maine. Probably I think it's Maine. like across the street from New York, kind of, huh. because it's around Metropolis. 
But also New York kind of exists. The D.C. map is a really confusing place to try to figure out. I know Smallville is in Kansas, and I know we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the Iron Giant yet, Cole. I love, love, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I think it's top five the last time I tried to actually sit down and make a list of movies that I love. But there's nothing, like, really many about it to me. Like, I, I do love it. But when I think Maine, I think of what Stephen King does with New England. The Iron Giant could have been just any small town in the, in the United States. You really need to check out this movie, though, if you have never seen it, because this is another movie that didn't do particularly well when it came out. But if you were to ask an animator, like, what's, what's your favorite animated movie? Iron Giant is going to be in that mix. Brad Bird directed it, and uh, it really is a sweet tale between this friendship, between this Iron Giant and this little boy who is kind of, you know, a loner and doesn't really know his place in the world. But, uh, boy, it's it's voiced by Vin Diesel and it is such a heart, heart-wrenching moment in that movie that Cole just referenced there. I'm surprised okay. that that movie didn't make Hogar a more popular boy's name in the late 90s. That was the kid's yeah. name, Hogar. It was you between. You don't meet many Hogars now. For my youngest boy, it was between Wade or Hogar. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks. Right next to Maine, as we explore New England, is New Hampshire. New Hampshire? New Hampshire. So that, of course, is from the film What About Bob, where Richard Dreyfus and his family are vacationing together. Richard Dreyfus uh, doesn't know that he's trying to get away from. Bob because he doesn't realize until Bob shows up on his doorstep at his vacation home that there's something really wrong with this guy. And Bill Murray, of course, is Bob. And the two of them play off of each other so well, they did not really get along while filming this movie, mm. which I think only lent itself to a much funnier comedy because you could just tell Bill Murray is just trying to egg on Richard Dreyfus, and it works. Richard Dreyfus, it's funny because I think a lot of people would see this movie and they would think, you know, what's the big deal? This guy, Bob, is a likable guy. But my wife actually sympathizes with Richard Dreyfus's Leo Marvin, his character, because, yeah, Bob is just relentless. And, you know, we all have those mental breakdowns, if not, you know, maybe just internally at times where we get so frustrated. But his mental breakdown is vocalized and he's so angry at one point in the film that when he yells, you can't really fully understand what he's saying. You know he's trying to say, get out of the car, but what comes out is, head out of the ha! <laughs> Love that movie, a great comedy directed by... Frank Oz, of all people, Mr. Yoda himself. New Hampshire uh, is one of those New England states that I think of, and, and I just picture a picturesque autumn New England day and a, an image from a movie that just does that for me, that, that puts me in that place, is in Jumanji, where really? where Robin Williams is coming back, you know, after all that time has passed, what year is it? And he's going to the shoe factory, and he's just riding his bike through these autumn leaves that have just kind of rustled up, and I always thought, that's 
that's what a small town, I want to feel that. And growing up, I had a very similar, you know, climate and I had similar autumn days. But when I thought of the way movies put that on screen, it was Jumanji that did that for me. And and they very specifically at the beginning of the movie say New Hampshire and then the year that it's in. Whenever you hear that noise, you want to beware. Also, the best of the three Jumanji movies is the one that took place definitely in New Hampshire. Although, the the other two probably also take place in New Hampshire? probably disagree with you there, Cole. Have you watched Young Rock yet? Uh, No, I have not. But I love Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, mainly because it was such a huge surprise that it was good. And I will admit, though, Cole, Jumanji came out at the perfect time for me. I was a young boy. I got to see it in the movie theaters with my dad. I'm pretty sure I had Skittles when I saw it. That's how how vividly I can remember uh, Jumanji because a lot of times you could tell how good the movie was if you can remember what you ate during the movie. I guess so. And the second (laughs) of the newer Jumanjis ties us in to the original Jumanji. So they've created their own little cinematic universe. So these probably take place in New Hampshire. Fun fact for any people trying to learn the U.S. map, trying to figure things out. New Hampshire and Vermont sit right next to each other, right? But if there's one thing you can remember about Vermont is that it's the one that is shaped like a V. So Hmm. New Hampshire and Vermont kind of fit together. No frying pan or fried chicken involved in this one? Look, I'm a map aficionado. Okay. And if you go back and listen to our last episode, I did try to explain how you can see the middle of the U.S. is a chef holding a frying pan and has a boot. Anyway, for Vermont and New Hampshire, the way to tell them apart is... They're both kind of triangles. Vermont is the one that has a V. New Hampshire is the one that's the upside down V. V for Vermont. Vermont is our next state that we're talking about. So Dead Poets Society. I love that movie. Yeah. Growing up is one of my favorite movies. I was surprised that as a young person, I latched onto this movie that had such heavy themes in it. But uh, I loved the performances. I loved all the young uh, actors that were, you know, classmates at this school but uh, this is one that was a big hit for robin williams he didn't win the oscar for this one but he would later on for, for another Jumanji. movie oh well, no right. no but uh cole you can get down from the table now and, and stop mouthing the words oh captain my captain you'll never see me do that i'm not a big <laughs> lover of dead poet society and i think part of it but is you're also risk averse location yeah I, you didn't really, want to get in trouble with the headmaster i, I well not necessarily i wasn't the best You're going to be student. one of those snooty ones that like has his head down in his books while everybody else is risking their necks and standing up on exactly their desks. Exactly the opposite. It's it's that <laughs> it's that Vermont boys school preppy New England feel that made me never like Dead Little Poets too Society. snooty for you. Yeah, it's it's like upper cl- it's a bunch of like rich white kids having problems but there's and the I just scene, never care. There's the scene where the guy chases after that girl in a more humble typical high school setting, right? Could you even appreciate that part of the movie? No, because it was just like he was slumming it for a second. Like they Mm. always felt different when they had their fancy boys school outfits. And that that feels very New England-y to me. So, yeah, it it represents Vermont, but it also is probably what I 
don't like about the movie and what I always like felt like I didn't like about okay. New England in general. My New England pick, though, is something that I can more relate to, and that's sports, and that's cool snowboarding. Because in Johnny Tsunami, although he starts <laughs> off in Hawaii, it's Vermont that he goes to to become an awesome snowboarder. So if, when I think of Vermont, I don't think Preppy Boys School. I think snowboarding and the slopes. I'll give it to you, Cole. I'll give it to you. New England uh, sports are centered around the state of Massachusetts. That's where the Red Sox are at, so we could talk about fever pitch. That's where the Patriots play, and we're talking about Massachusetts next. Thank you for mentioning fever pitch. A great movie, a great sports lover, but also a great romantic comedy lover movie. Fever pitch. Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. You got to check it out. That would I, what's wrong with that being my pick for you best? You got any other Massachusetts <gasps> movies? I did just mention Robin Williams, and I did just mention that he would go on to win an Oscar for another movie that go. took place in another state, which would be Goodwill Hunting. Jeff didn't know he was segueing himself until he looked at the list. <laughs> I love, 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 love this movie. It's very rated R, so if you have the opportunity to watch it edited, you definitely for should. Some swearing though, like it's not like yeah, there's... yeah. But this is definitely one that. You know, you could see it that, oh, this is just the consolation Oscar for Robin Williams. No, he is genuinely great in this film and heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. And this bond that he forms with Matt Damon's genius character, this reluctant genius who could care less if he's the smartest person around, you know. But boy, oh boy, this is a powerhouse of of a movie that you – it's kind of surprising. You're like, wait a minute. These young 20-something guys wrote this movie with – Really nothing much on their resumes other than this. And they won the Oscar, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, for Goodwill Hunting. And boy, oh boy, is it deserved. And then Affleck and Damon would refuse to leave the state of Massachusetts for, like, any other movie. Because they're the, <laughs> they're the most Massachusetts guys. Throw in Mark, Mark Wahlberg in there and just oh, those sure. Massachusetts the departed, Matt accents. Damon and, and uh, Mark Wahlberg exactly. and The Departed. That's, they, they embody – the town was an Affleck movie, right, that has to take place in Massachusetts. People that are from Massachusetts love Massachusetts. They love their accents that they have and they love that – some of our best actors of the 2000s and 2010s came from this place and represented this place in film. So what's next after Boston, Massachusetts, Cole? Well, there's a couple more New England states and a couple that fly under the radar as far as getting a lot of headline press. Rhode Island is our smallest geographical <gasps> state. Yes. it's so. F- we've mentioned several different filmmakers that – you know, if that's where they're from or, you know, Stephen King, he did Maine. We know that uh, the Coen brothers, they did Minnesota. Um, but one that I would like to highlight here is really anything that is the Fairley brothers is Rhode Island. So Dumb and Dumber, of course. One of my favorite romantic comedies, though, also takes place in Rhode Island, and it's Dan in Real Life, starring Steve Carell. This is a movie that came out at the perfect time for me because it was while I was courting my now wife, and so I was a hopeless, not a hopeless romantic, because I was successfully romantic, I guess we should say. Um, But uh, we love this movie. Great, funny movie. Hopeful, yes. Dan in real life takes place in Rhode Island, but come on. Dumb and Dumber, 
for me, it doesn't get any better than that. Seth MacFarlane was born in Connecticut, but went to college at the Rhode Island School of Design and then stayed there to put Family Guy in Quahog, Rhode Island. Quahog. See, now I would probably name my kid Quahog over Hogar. All right, fine. So Connecticut is right next door. And I'm telling you, if you put the title of the state in the title of your movie, I'm going to pick it. Christmas in Connecticut Uh is my selection for Connecticut. Do you genuinely like that movie, though? It is a movie that I watch almost every Christmas. So, sure. (laughs) I've seen it more times than a Christmas story. Christmas in Connecticut, for me, it's hands down. Beetlejuice, which I'm only going to say once. Beetlejuice? No. Don't say it again, Cole. Avery? Avery? No. You you can't hear him. He's behind the glass. He's not going to say it. Michael Keaton, in his greatest role ever. Beetlejuice. Oh, I didn't finish it, so we're good. We're still good. (laughs) But what's so Connecticut about Beetlejuice? It's very important because you have these... These people that are trying to transition from New York City life to Connecticut, you know, they're trying to rub shoulders with the locals, you know. It doesn't work all that well, especially because of Catherine O'Hara's character who refuses to fully transition to that life. And their snooty friends come and visit them from New York. And so I think it plays a big part in the movie. And uh, there's this juxtaposition between, you know, these snooty uh, big towners and these local people, these local ghosts, as it turns out to be in the first five minutes of the movie, played by Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, who, as it turns out, are trying to exorcise, if you will, these living people from their home. And they enlist the help of a really obnoxious, crude ghost played by Michael Keaton the title character, which we'll no longer mention. From the movie Beetlejuice, and that oh, wraps up boy. New England for us. Whenever there he we, is. Hey there, Beetlejuice. When we come back on screen cleaning, if we're still here after Beetlejuice terrorizes us for a little bit during the commercial break, we're going to move on to the Midwest and Mid-Atlantic of the United States. That's coming up on screen cleaning. Uh, what's the tip to do a good Boston accent? Because I can, I can do smart casual. Pop. What? Stay casual. Stay casual? Yeah, because people, when they do a Boston accent, they're like, have it yet, Capac? And you're like, all right, now do it with 20% the energy. Well, wow, you go, have a square, Capac, whatever. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Man, nothing's more New York than just walking across the street and thinking that you have the right of way, yelling at traffic. We are extending our journey through the United States today on screen cleaning, talking about the movies that make each state. And that sounds like New York City, and it's time to talk about the state, New York. Yet another filmmaker who really refuses to do anything outside of New York, Woody Allen, right? Just take your pick of the hundred and. 50 movies that Woody Allen has has directed. It's one a year, man. Yeah, it's true. It really is. But yeah, of all of those movies, though, that take place in New York, I mean, you've got to go with Annie Hall, right? I mean, that is one of his greatest movies. It's my favorite Woody Allen, certainly. It's the one that won all the awards at the Oscars that he didn't show up for because that's just not his bag. Um, because he would rather just sit at home and watch basketball and or end up at some 
blues bar. You know, that's what he does. Spike Lee is also a New York guy because you see him at the Knicks games all the time. So any of Spike Lee's filmography, especially Do the Right Thing, is probably the most New York-y one. Even though most of King Kong movies take place on Skull Island, which is out in the middle of nowhere, they always end up ending in New York City, whether he's climbing the Eiffel. The, not the Eiffel, the uh, Empire State <laughs> Building, I think, is the one that's. I'm sure in that'll New York. be in the the one that's coming out. They'll end up on the Eiffel Tower. There's there's one I think from the 70s where he's like jumping back and forth between the twin towers, which yeah, it, which is sad to look at yeah. nowadays. And thinking about the twin towers for a moment, The Walk, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, tells the true story that was also documented in a documentary about Man this on Wire, Man on Wire, about a guy that walks on a tightrope between the two Twin Towers. That has to happen in New York because that's the only place where those skyscrapers go up and up into the sky and that he can imagine that. It's funny because we're, we split up this 50 States show into two shows. We could do two shows on movies from New York easily, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Ghostbusters is another very New York movie. Um, the best movie for me, though, on this list has got to be The Godfather, which, surprise, surprise, um, actually, no, genuinely a surprise. <laughs> I had not seen this movie until like a year ago, and it was so shocking that we had included it as a part of our I've been meaning to watch that segment, and man, I fell in love with that movie, and uh, it's one that you can you can listen to you can listen to me talk about that movie and my first experience with it in a previous episode of Screen Cleaning and you'll want to look up our previous episodes to hear us talk about various TV and movie related topics over 100 episodes that you can find right at your fingertips if you just google screen cleaning podcast or look up the podcast anywhere you get podcasts aside from the tall buildings in New York City Times Square is iconic. So many romantic things happen there. Speaking of so the Empire State Building. superhero things happen there, too. When Captain America wakes up in the first Avenger, he looks around, and man, has the world changed since the 1940s because he's standing there in the middle of Times Square. And then later on, the Avengers takes place in New York City where they, you know, kind of destroy half the city while they're trying to fight the the forces of evil and what Loki brings in. But yeah, and Spider-Man, every Spider-Man movie, and especially like the Spider-Man TV show does it better than maybe any of the other movies. We're just slinging webs through the city on those big old buildings. Spider-Man's a New York City guy. So Cole, you're the resident geography expert, plus you've got the map in front of you. So what's next on our list? Well, Uh, New York City's garden, if you will, is the Garden State and New Jersey. It's kind of an extension. A lot of folks that live in New Jersey just drive up to work in New York. And if we're talking about the Garden State, New Jersey, I'm going to talk about the movie called Garden State, starring Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. Hmm. That's an interesting pick. I noticed that The Wedding Singer is on here, which surprises me. I didn't know that was a New Jersey movie. And if you don't know then it can't be the New Jersey movie, right? Okay, then how about A Beautiful Mind? Okay. Beautiful Mind starring Russell Crowe and Jennifer Connelly in an Academy Award-winning performance by Jennifer Connelly and an Academy Award-winning movie. It was the best picture of the year. Star And uh, directed by Ron Howard, this great movie about this real-life person who just happened to have – he was a genius, but he also happened to have mental illness. 
And uh, Paul Bettany of WandaVision is also in that film. Ed Harris, just a great all-around cast, great movie that uh, thankfully has a happy ending because it deals with some pretty heavy stuff throughout. The impetus of this idea, right, when we were thinking of states and movies, it came from watching Minari altogether and thinking, man, this is now like the Arkansas movie. There wasn't an iconic Arkansas movie before this. And so if if there's a state that is still ripe for the picking, right, if you're an aspiring filmmaker out there and, and you want to make the Delaware movie, hmm. you probably got some room to operate here because Delaware's got... Empire Records, which is kind of an indie movie about the indie music scene, uh, but not a lot of people have seen it. And it's not I've like seen Empire super Delaware-y even. Liv Tyler, Renee Zellweger, All right. Ethan Embry. All right. I know it. So someone has – but I've got older siblings, so you better believe I watched Empire Records growing I think up. there's still opportunity here for a great Delaware movie. Hmm. I'm is, guessing... is Empire Records your Delaware movie? No. I, instead of choosing a movie, I want to choose the best – Delaware joke in a movie that was actually that takes place in Illinois and it's from Wayne's World when they're doing this green screen thing back then it was kind of like the new technology right and so they're like making jokes about all these different states and they go to Texas they're like hey I got a big gun let's go to a rodeo and then they or we could be magically whisked away to Delaware and they kind of just freeze in their tracks hi I'm in Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) And that's about it. So that would be my pick, even though it doesn't take place there. That's my favorite Delaware joke in a movie. That works. (laughs) North of Delaware is Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania. My homeland, Jeffrey. your home. And this is one of those states that has a lot of different areas, right? There's an iconic Philadelphia series of movies. There's iconic Pittsburgh movies, and there's iconic stuff that happens in between. It feels weird to whittle the whole state down to just one movie, so I'm not going to. I'm going to talk about a a lot of different movies. By the way, in my opinion, outside of Massachusetts, actually even more than Massachusetts, this is the one I I struggle with, the spelling. Pennsylvania. Just P-A. That's what the locals call it. We say PA PA out loud, and so just write down PA. Yeah, there you go. It's a cheat. Okay. But also I can definitely spell it because I Cole, had to because I went to grade school in Pennsylvania. You've you've told me about your experience with Gobbler's Knob and Punxsutawney. Grew but, up 20 minutes from there. But what about – have you ever run up the same stairs that Ra- Rocky Balboa ran up in the film Rocky? In Rocky. Yeah, I've been to Philadelphia too and the Rocky movies mm. certainly get a lot of praise. They are what – what Philadelphia is certainly known for, and and I love those movies, but I don't come from the Philadelphia side of the state. I come from the middle, where we take more pride in things like Groundhog Day, or maybe The Office, which takes place in Scranton, Pennsylvania. There you go. Or uh, or even venturing over to like the Pittsburgh half of things, where George A. Romero got his start and invented zombies on the screen with Night of the Living Dead. This and is as- really the only... The- I can't think of any other horror movie that we've brought up. So I guess The Shining, but uh, this is your this is your ultimate horror movie from Pennsylvania. Absolutely, and in 
Dawn of the Dead there in a mall that they they filmed in a mall <laughs> in Pittsburgh, and they had to go in after dark, and they had to put things back where they found him oh afterwards because it was just like filming. He was just filming a little indie movie. Romero did all of his stuff. Martin took place in Pittsburgh, and it's fun when you're watching like the little news reel in Night of the Living Dead. He mentions all these small Western Pennsylvania towns like Oil City, and and those are towns right around where I grew up. It was wild. And then on the Philadelphia side, of course, there's Rocky, but M. Night Shyamalan films and places almost all of his movies there in Philadelphia too. Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, etc. Great state for movies and great state for horror movies in particular, it seems. I think so. And inspiring sports movies too. Rocky, for sure. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out in my mind what comes next, though, around Pennsylvania. Is o- is Ohio around Pennsylvania? Ohio is just to the west of Pennsylvania. Okay. And but Ohio has next, is it? a couple movies. Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, I've gone this long without talking about horror movies. Technically, the Elm Street in the movies is in Ohio, but I'm not picking it. Because the whole point of Nightmare on Elm Street is that every town has an Elm Street, and so mm. Freddy could be is that true on your street? That that was part of that was part of the reasoning behind oh. calling it Nightmare on Elm Street is Genius. it could be anywhere. Okay, Heather's is going to be my Ohio pick. How many Heather's appear in this movie? So you've got uh, Heather Graham, you've got. Uh. Um, go. Yeah, name. Go ahead. You dug yourself in this hole. <laughs> dig yourself out. Graham. Name a couple other Heather's. I almost said Heather Hunt. I'm sure she has a twin sister named Heather Hunt. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can you think of another actress, or I guess there could be an actor named. No, Heather. but I'm not the one that started that joke, so I don't have to. <laughs> All right, you talk about Heather's because I've actually never seen it. Uh, Heather's. I mean, it takes place in just kind of a small Ohio town where these three bullies kind of bully a girl into. Well, it's it's kind of a dark. It's a dark comedy. Um, but it's it's pretty Ohio feeling. It's fun. Hmm. Watch it once. Okay. Also, Heather, around, do you know a Heather Morris? Uh, I think she was in Glee. Or a Heather O'Rourke? Don't recognize that name. Okay. Uh, Heather Matarazzo. You'd recognize her. She was in Scream 3. Heather Locklear. Come on. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, know, I know who I'm talking about. Heather O'Rourke was the little girl in Poltergeist. There okay. you go. There you go. Okay, so we've got Heather out of the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've got Ohio out of the way, but what's next? Ohio, uh, next is going to be Maryland. Hmm. And honestly, the most Baltimore, the most Maryland thing I can think of is The Wire on HBO. I, I, not a lot of movies came immediately to mind when I was thinking of Maryland. Okay, well, in my mind, with Maryland, I've got to go with, let's go with that other that uh, that other horror movie that was the little movie that could. This movie with this microscopic, but really no budget. And it was really the thing that started off this found footage craze that we still seem to find ourselves in. I remember seeing this movie at the Orange, or uh, at the Block in Orange. This movie theater that had 30 screens, which back then was like revolutionary. And the entire theater, every single seat was taken because it was a sold-out performance of The Blair Witch Project. And I think a lot of people, you know, the marketing around this movie was genius because everybody going into this movie thought this was a real movie. Like, this really happened. And, 
Yeah, this is really scary because it's true. The internet was so young in 1999 <laughs> that we thought that to put something on the internet, it had to be true. So we've learned so much in the past 22 years. Not true at all. Not true in the least. But it was an entertaining movement and craze that happened. And uh, yeah, we've. It, I think one of the most profitable movies ever made. Ever. It's pretty impressive. It helps whenever it costs almost nothing to make in the yeah. first place. Now let's explore into the Midwest and start with Michigan. Detroit is a big city and there are some Detroit movies. I remember watching It Follows, which is a horror movie for the first time. Is that the sequel and to It? It's not. Okay. It followed It in <laughs> chronological. It came out afterwards. But It Follows, they are going through and, and they uh, that happens in Detroit and they talk about going to the eight mile, like they talk about an eight mile, they they reference eight miles something, like it's a thing in Detroit. If you if you're from Detroit, you know it, and I don't. But it made me realize, oh, this is in Detroit for the first time because, of course, the movie Eight Mile with Eminem also is about him coming up in Detroit. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with those picks, although I grew up watching Mr. Mom, and uh, yeah. Again, another great Michael Keaton performance and a movie that was PG back in the day, but was definitely worthy of a PG-13 rating. I mentioned Scranton, Pennsylvania when we were talking about PA and Pawnee, Indiana captures the same exact feel. Uh, But there's at least one Indiana movie that I know Jeff is probably a fan of. Indiana Jones? And The Last Crusade. (laughs) A Christmas Story. Is that what you're talking about, Cole? Yeah. Why are you trying to give me a hard time? You know that that movie is pure gold. Well, certified in some gold. Opinions. I don't Refined love a Christmas gold. story. I also don't love Hoosiers. Right? Indiana's a basketball kind of state. How do you not love Hoosiers? You love sports, basketball in particular. You love sports movies. It seems like a match made in heaven for you, Cole. It's just so. Old and it's not the basketball looks really bad in this movie, and I I want something better from the Hoosier State. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's going to be another basketball movie somewhere on this list. Yeah. Uh, but what's right, next? Right next door to Indiana is Chicago, and so The Last Dance, which is a documentary about Michael Jordan, I think should count as a great Illinois movie because it's about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, but. There's a lot of other Chicago movies. Anything John Hughes, and in particular worthy of mentioning here, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My favorite John Hughes movie and my favorite 80s movie at that. Home Alone was in Chicago. That's Home right. Alone 2, of course, was called Lost in New York. But it starts in Chicago. We somehow didn't talk about that when we were in New York. But outside of Chicago, Haddonfield, Illinois, is where the cool. Halloween movies I knew place. you'd go here. I knew you would. But, uh, yeah, it's a solid pick, to be sure. Another cool thing, though, in Source Code, if you've never seen it before, they do this weird, like, camera thing whenever he fades in and out of doing his time loops, whenever Jake Gyllenhaal goes into the Source Code on the train and then comes back out into kind of what is real life. And when they do that wibbly, like, like messy thing with the camera, yeah, it's actually a reference to later in the movie when he looks at the bean in Chicago with the girl that he escaped the source code with. And so it's kind of oh. alluding to the bean all along with like bending the camera a little bit. Uh, and then when he looks up into it, he thinks that this has all been driving to this point. I love that movie. Such a great film. 
Okay. So I think we've got time for one more before we have to take a break. And there's and one more state in the Midwest. Perfect. It is Wisconsin. Wisconsin? I don't know why I said it that way. It's not New Hampshire. Yeah. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> Cole, you know that this movie from this state is so near and dear to my heart. And it's a movie that I interpreted different ways depending on the period of life that I was in. So pre-marriage – I kind of saw this as a romantic dramedy, and it's not really a romantic comedy or drama at all. It's just a – I would say it's more of a dramedy, just a straight dramedy. And it's Lars and the Real Girl because after I got married, I saw this movie as a a character movie about these people that embraced this person with some mental – uh, some mental issues that he has going – really, actually more – even more emotional trauma that he's experienced. This great movie about this town and this family that rallies behind this young man played by Ryan Gosling and they really love him back to good health. And it's just such a great movie. And it is that small town in Wisconsin that's the star of the movie outside of Ryan Gosling. And by it's the way – This was our very first Screen Cleaning Hall of Fame episode. This was my very first pick. Cole's was Spider-Man 2. So if you want to look up that episode to hear us talk about those two movies in more detail, just Google Screen Cleaning Podcast or download the Screen Cleaning Podcast wherever you get podcasts and look up that first Hall of Fame episode. We're going to go to break listening to a theme song from a TV show that took place in the state of Wisconsin. And when we come back, we have one more region of the U.S. to get to. Our epic two-episode-long road trip across the country will come to its conclusion in the South. That's up next on Screen Cleaning. Hello, Wisconsin! Who is a boy can be that I'm walking in Memphis? So apparently that song is called Walking in Memphis, and that's You can not, tell because he said Walking in Memphis. I know, but when I heard the title of that song, that's not how I envisioned it. I envisioned it more along the lines of, I'm walking in Memphis, yeah, yeah, and don't it feel good? Boom, 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 Took all I could effort to not just come back with Party in the USA Every single time, because that's what we're doing. We're having a party in the USA on screen cleaning, talking about the great movies from every state in the United States. And we're coming back with Tennessee, which has Memphis in it. I'm waiting for the great Elvis movie that we're supposed Mm. to get. It keeps getting delayed. So Mm. I'm hoping someday Elvis is the great Tennessee movie. But we got to talk about like musical, like Nashville, the TV show is also a big Tennessee kind of thing. You know, this is just a bit of an aside, but if you were to travel cross country, not just figuratively, but literally, what would be your method of transportation, Cole? A plane so I could do it quicker? Really? But then you wouldn't get to see all of the ins and outs of our great country, like Ooh. the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Flyover states. That's another great song uh, for talking country music, which we should because we're talking about Tennessee. Come fly with me. Let's fly over the states. Is that how that one goes? Well, no, but points for doing it in the style of New York, New York, which is a state that we have already talked about. Um, that one was a bit more of a stretch. Tennessee, yeah, sure. Nashville, I'm surprised you didn't mention yet another horror movie. The Evil Dead franchise takes place, or at least the first two films take place there, right? Yeah, Southern 
zombie hillbillies is going to uh, is a solid trope that we get into <laughs> and we're entering into the southern united states kentucky is also right around tennessee you're making me hungry cole kentucky fried chicken first one was in utah fittingly if that is true i'm i'm reminded of that every time i drive on i15 but since i'm from california i would just say the 15 because sure. that's what you do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Every Any... every location's got its own little colloquialisms. Sure. Kentucky, I think of the Kentucky Derby, and so a movie like Secretariat seems like the Kentucky kind of movie. Isn't doesn't it surprise you? So, okay, we there've been a lot of Marvel movies made. There've been a lot of baseball and sports movies in general made. Does it surprise you to know that there are so many horse racing movies out there? I lose track of them. They're just they pop up every once in a while. Horse racing and boxing are two sports that are not popular nowadays that used to be, and so there are a lot of stories around them. But somehow they continue to make them really inspiring. You know, like this idea of Secretary Sea Biscuit was nominated for Best Picture, and that wasn't even the first version of Sea Biscuit, if you can believe that. But yeah, that's a solid pick. I'll go with you on that journey. Secretariat in Kentucky. Can we carry on with sports movies? Because my favorite West Virginia movie is going to be We Are Marshall because the university, Marshall University is in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. You know, one that comes to my mind is speaking of hillbillies, not hillbilly zombies, but how about a hillbilly heist movie? This is a movie that kind of flew under the radar. It was a Steven Soderbergh movie that not a ton of people saw, which is unfortunate because if you liked Ocean's Eleven, you're going to love Logan Lucky, especially when you realize that you're going to see Daniel Craig like you've never seen him before. You're going to get to see Channing Tatum in this movie, and you're going to get to see Kylo Ren himself in this movie that is just very low-key but very clever. And who doesn't want to hear Daniel Craig with a southern accent? And if you didn't get enough of him with a southern accent in uh, Logan Lucky, you're also going to love him in the film Knives Out, where he just chews up the scenery. Logan Lucky feels West Virginian. It feels like well, that the, cool South, right? Channing Tatum's daughter, there's a scene in the movie where for her talent section of her beauty pageant, she sings Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Yeah. Take Me Home, Country yeah. Roads. Yeah, absolutely. The Country Roads are taking us to Virginia next. It's to the east of West Virginia, if you're trying to follow along on a map. And... I'm going to continue my theme of sports movies because the West Virginia, the Virginia movie based on a real high school in Virginia, T.C. Williams High, Remember the Titans, is my Virginia movie. Oh, yeah. Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Ryan Gosling. We seem to like to talk about Ryan Gosling. We talked about him in part one of this episode, and we already have talked about him a couple of times in part two of this episode. But yeah, sports movies, I mean, he was, football. He, he was kind of a liability at corner or safety or whatever, because sure. eventually Donald Faison took his job whenever he got kicked off the offense for fumbling too much at running back. The running back, y'all. Okay. But yeah, when you think of football movies, you really do think of Remember the Titans first. And hopefully from now on, when you think of Virginia, you'll think of Remember the Titans as well. North Carolina is next. Hmm. And maybe it's a South thing. Maybe the South just loves sports. Maybe I need to move to the South because my North Carolina movie is going to be Bull Durham about the minor league baseball team 
in North Carolina. This is crazy. I had no idea when we started out on this crazy cuckoo journey, Cole, that really we were just going to hone in on sports movies and horror movies. You mentioned a sports movie there. Carrie takes place in North Carolina. And surprisingly, a Stephen King story that does not take Are place sure in Maine. Are we sure it's not Maine? I feel like it was Maine. <laughs> Cape Fear. I love Cape Fear with Gregory Peck. It's a solid suspense movie that you can't go wrong with, Cole. I love the Simpsons version of Cape Fear, which is <laughs> similar. We're to, similar in we're quality. We're to buy himself some time. Bart flatters Sideshow Bob into singing the entire suite from the uh, HMS Pin- Pinafore, right? Yes. Yes. Or the Pirates of Penzance, I believe it was. Is right? it the I'm a Modern Major General? That's Pirates of Penzance. So. Yes. Yeah. It's been a while. I just I remember that there was a Simpsons parody. I've never actually seen Cape Fear. I've only seen the Simpsons version. We've actually already visited the state that allegedly the Simpsons takes place in, which is Oregon. Because Although there's actually a Springfield and a Shelbyville in Illinois. That is funny. And just like Elm Street, there are a surprisingly high number of Springfields throughout the country, sprinkled all over. So it could really be anywhere. That's right. So after North Carolina, though, we've got... South Carolina. Obviously, right? Okay. So what movies and TV shows come from South Carolina? There, so we talk about filmmakers basing things in a specific place, right? M. Night Shyamalan is very partial to Philadelphia particularly. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas Sparks writes a lot in the Carolinas. I thought you were going to say Nicholas Cage there for a minute. The Notebook is his big one that's made it onto the big screen. and Ryan Gosling. In, and it's Ryan Gosling. So sports, and horror movies, and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That's, that's screen cleaning in a nutshell. Would it surprise you to know... That I have never seen The Notebook. You are – were you married by the time it came out? No. Because it was like required to go on a date when it came out. Right? I don't think I was in the country when this movie came out. Oh, OK. That yeah. makes sense. So I think I came back realizing what is going on? Why is everybody talking about The Notebook? Valentine's Day's already passed. So maybe next Valentine's Day. Yeah. Treat your wife to The Notebook. She would probably roll her eyes if I suggested watching The Notebook for Valentine's Tell Day. Tell her I suggest it. Somewhat, you guys should watch The Notebook. All right. It's romantic. It'll it's nice. be it's on my sparksy. bucket list. It's I know cheesy, that there's some Alzheimer's involved in there, so that's about all I know. And I knew – I thought I remember hearing that they did not get along while filming this movie. You mentioned a bucket list. Where does the bucket list take place? Morgan Freeman and – I feel like that's a Several travel places, kind of movie. because they – yeah, they yeah, travel. travel yeah. Nice. Certain, I don't know if it's in South Carolina though. Probably not South Carolina. But we're we're going into the deep south with Georgia next. This is a place Georgia. where a lot of films are actually filmed. Maybe not necessarily taking place in Georgia, but at the end of every Marvel Film movie, Georgia. the peach comes yeah. up and it says filmed in Georgia. So, yeah, if you're making a movie, it's either going to be filmed in Georgia or Vancouver. British Columbia, right? That's where they all take place because nobody can afford to film actually in Seattle. But apparently you can afford to film in Vancouver and, as it turns out, Georgia. And Georgia, I mean, it's got diversity in its state because it can look like any state. It's got the woods. It's got – and it's got the city, Atlanta. uh, Donald Glover's TV show Atlanta takes place in Atlanta. So, Cole, if I don't choose the movie today that – you hoped I would just know that tomorrow is another day. As Scarlett O'Hara would say, 
in Gone with the Wind. There we go. At the very, very, very end of the movie. The burning of Atlanta is a very iconic Atlanta scene. You know, Cole. And costly. I don't necessarily gravitate towards older movies, but there is something to be said about this movie. It sold more tickets than any other movie ever. Granted, there were some— it was like the only movie in theaters. And, you know, before home viewing and things like that. However— Kept going to the theaters. This is a genuinely good movie. This is a a giant, epic movie, definitely worthy of all of its Academy Awards in a year where there was some pretty stiff competition. This is the same year as uh, The Wizard of Oz, Gunga Din, another big, epic movie— and uh, some some Oscars sprinkled onto this movie when when it came out, and it's not hard to see why. I I love this movie, and I've only seen it the one time, but I think I've listened to the book as well. And it's just a great, solid story with amazing characters that you root for, or either you hiss at, depending <laughs> on who you sympathize with. But it's got to be gone with the wind. Baby Driver actually took place in Atlanta, and there's a really fun YouTube video out there where someone looks at a map of Atlanta and kind of traces his his driving in that opening montage where he has his great getaway. They They can see where it was shot in Atlanta, and they kind of compare it to the streets, and it doesn't, like... 100% 100% match up because they filmed it like they still had to look for good places but they they did like map it out and you could see different iconic Atlanta landmarks and uh, just a fun little connection to you know if you're from Atlanta it must be so cool I'm from a really small town that has never seen the light of a movie screen but if you're from a street in Atlanta where baby driver drove by you're like that's my house like that's a cool moment that we can see whenever you put a movie in a place. Okay, Cole, we're almost out of gas. We're almost out of vacation time, but we still have three states left that we have to visit. Which ones are they? Next to Georgia is Alabama. Alabama? Okay, what do you like from Alabama? Well, people from Alabama really like Alabama. They really like their Crimson Tide. And so when Forrest Gump went to play for Paul Bear Bryant and the Alabama Crimson Tide, that's a great Alabama moment. And a lot of that movie, although Forrest explores all of the 60s and all of America, it's rooted in the South and it's rooted right there in that state. We're going to we're going to we're going to mention here in just a minute a great courtroom drama that takes place not in a state, but in a district. I may have tipped my hand there a little bit. But when I think of Alabama, I've got to go with To Kill a Mockingbird, probably the greatest courtroom drama ever made. And I don't even know if some people would categorize it as a courtroom drama. But when you see Gregory Peck in an Academy Award winning performance defending this man who is clearly innocent by any stretch of the imagination, had nothing to do with this crime of attacking this Caucasian woman, he himself being an African-American, and just knowing that he's going to fail, but he's going to go, he's going to die trying, right? Not not literally, but figuratively. You just really root for one of the greatest heroes in movie history, Atticus, Atticus Finch, in To Kill a Mockingbird. The story of the South can't really be told without civil rights, and so... Atticus Finch is one of the great fictional heroes, but one of the great real-life heroes that had a movie made about him is Martin Luther King Jr. And Selma 
based in Selma, Alabama, and the events that took yeah. place there is another wonderful Alabama movie. By the way, the AFI has a list of 100 years, 100 heroes and villains. So you get 50 greatest heroes, 50 greatest villains. And Atticus Finch, number one hero on that list. Very fittingly, I think. It's a very AFI kind of a movie. Selma is named after a city in Alabama, but I'll do you one better because in Mississippi, there's a movie called Mississippi Burning that has the title of the state in the title of the movie, and you know I'm a sucker for that. What other Mississippi movies you got? You got to go with The Help, Cole. We referenced The Help in an episode of Screen Cleaning where we talked about uh, your go-to meals and your go-to oh, gosh, no. dinner guests at Thanksgiving. Jeff, please no. And I mentioned a certain dish from The Help. Please and that's no. that's all I will mention. As not as a dish that you would want to bring, but as a dish that you would not want to bring or eat. Right. Yeah. Right. The Help, Mississippi. The help. Also, oh brother, where art thou? So the South has uh, has great music as we started off with in Tennessee. And so Oh Brother Where Art Thou uh, brings in that old-timey music. And what is our last state on this great journey across the country? Right at the bottom. It's Florida. Florida. And it's more than just Disney World or land, whichever one's down there. There's a whole state of Florida to explore. I do enjoy the television show Burn Notice, which takes place in Florida and filmed there too. Um, but as far as movies are concerned... I've got to go with one of my childhood favorite films, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. He's definitely in Miami because it's all about the Miami Dolphins. Laces out! Laces out! The laces were in! (laughs) But another film, Cool Hand Luke, this anti-authority movie where he is – Paul Newman is just so cool in this movie – does it could care less that uh, he's being thrown in jail or being smacked down by his prison warden or getting a pretty severe beating from George Kennedy in an Academy Award winning uh, performance? Not Paul Newman, but George Kennedy. George Kennedy, the only thing I knew him from going into this movie was the Naked Gun movies <laughs> as Lieutenant uh, Frank Drebin's sidekick, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I'm spent, Cole. That was a long but fruitful journey. Yeah, anyone that's actually driven across the United States knows that it can take a lot out of you. But there's one more place we have to get to, and we're going to do it in Panning for Good. There's good in them dire hills. (laughs) This seems like a little bit of a detour, Cole. And now, I mean, if we actually went in this order in real life, we would, I mean... That's a lot of money, Cole. Yeah, we need a connecting flight in Miami to get back up to— Or a lot of gas money. Dulles International Airport and Washington, D.C. It's supposed to be eventually the 51st state. There are bills in Congress at any given time trying to make it a state. But right now it's just the District of Columbia. It's the capital of the United States, and it's the home to one of the goodest, like just pure— and great quality movies out there with, by the way, the name of the place in the title of the movie, it is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Absolutely. I mean, if Atticus Finch isn't your all-time favorite courtroom hero, it's going to be Jimmy Stewart in this film who is advocating for these these young Boy Scouts, right? And he himself is kind of described as a Boy Scout because he's just this really decent small-town fella 
who stumbles into this into this political role that is probably a little too much for him to chew off. He gets into hot water pretty pretty quickly and unfortunately becomes the patsy for this scheme. And so to just watch him basically filibuster and mm-hmm. stand up for the little guy but also to stick up for himself is a sight to behold. It's got that Frank Capra optimism. Also came out in 1939, the same year as Wizard of Oz and from Atlanta, our pick, Gone with the Wind. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, one of my favorite uplifting movies of all time and a great representation of the whole country, the great that we can be in the capital of our nation. Really quick, quick question, Cole. If you could go visit any movie site in any of these great 50 states, what would it be and for what movie? Hmm. Can I tell you mine while you're thinking about yours? Go ahead. So I've already done mine. I visited when I went to New Mexico. I visited all of the filming locations for Breaking Bad and El Camino and uh, Better Call Saul. And so that is one that I've already got crossed off my bucket list. I'm not sure if there ever was an actual Overlook Hotel, but mm. that that seems like the iconic place, and it's just in the state right next door to ours. Would you stay in room 237 or 213, which was the one from the book? Would you stay in either one of those rooms, Cole? No, because I'm superstitious, and uh-huh. something would probably happen. All right, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. That is the, the end of our 50-state journey exploring the various movies from these great 50 states. And there will be many more to come over the years. And as you said, Cole, probably many more with the actual state name in the title, right? I'm telling you, Delaware is a gold mine. We, got, we finally got our great <laughs> Arkansas movie with Minari. We recommend to go see it if you haven't seen it yet and to go back and listen to our podcast where we reviewed it a couple weeks ago. But make that great Delaware movie, someone. Someone listening to this podcast and put Delaware in the title so we know that it's there. Cole, I'm excited to check out some of these movies and hopefully someday not only visit these great states, but visit the locations of where these films were actually filmed. We do love movies on Screen Cleaning. We'll be back next week on Screen Cleaning, the show where we shine a spotlight on all that is good in entertainment. I'm Jeff Simpson. And I'm Cole Wessinger. We'll see you then.